More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the Friday edition of the program. It is Halloween Eve Eve. And I know there are many of you out there that are excited about Halloween, as I am. Your kids likely very excited as well. I hope you have good taste in Halloween candy and despise candy corn. We got a lot to uh, get into here in this hour as well as the next hour. We're going to be joined by 45 himself, President Trump, at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 uh, on the West Coast to talk about his trip on Saturday. Among other things, uh, President Trump is going to be in Atlanta for the uh, Astros-Braves Game 4. And someone who knows a little bit about sports, also a fellow college football fan. She will appreciate, I believe, that I am in Jacksonville right now uh, for the Florida-Georgia world's largest outdoor cocktail party. She is Allison Williams, who recently quit ESPN over the COVID vaccine mandate. Allison, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Do you have a Halloween costume planned for the weekend? I'm so lame. I have a Halloween outfit. Like, does that make sense? Like, I have some weird Halloween. Is, is that like you put a little, wear. like a little sticker on your chest that says like Halloween costume? Or is it a little more ornate <laughs> than that? It's a little more than that, but not not much more. I'm more focused on my my son setup than anything. What is your son gonna he's be? He's gonna be he's gonna be a mailman. Um, because it's like his favorite, the trash truck and the mailman, right? And so the, the costume is totally Amazon ordered, but we are doing the DIY part and we're turning his wagon into a mail truck. Oh, he's that costume, is awesome. I feel, like, I feel like costumes don't count unless you make part of it. Like that, my parents made all my costumes growing up and crap they found in the garage and like a lot of duct tape and sometimes chicken wire and, and so forth. So I feel like you have to DIY part of your costume. So that's, that's what we'll do for him this year. All right, so Allison, I want to get into your decision-making. I know you've joined the Daily Wire. You did a great job on Tucker, uh, Megan Kelly. You've talked to a lot of different people about your decision, but I wanted you to be able to talk with our audience about that decision as well. You had worked at ESPN for a long time. 
ESPN comes out and says, hey, we have a COVID vaccine mandate. Uh, I believe you tried to get an exemption. They didn't grant it. When did you make the decision, hey, if they're going to require me to get the vaccine, I am not going to comply? And did you expect for it to get to this point where you were forced to leave the company? Um, It was a really long process, Clay. So I had a feeling mandates would be coming for months. Um, I was encouraged when in April Disney sent out um, a company-wide email saying they believed it was a personal choice. And I thought, okay, wow, like I, I've got a chance. I knew that I wasn't comfortable receiving this vaccine for a number a number of reasons. And um, when ESPN put out the the statement that as of August 1st to work any events, you had to be fully vaccinated, I knew that was going to put me in a precarious situation. And I started down the road of like, okay, how do we navigate this? And it was a, it was kind of a roller coaster ride, honestly. Um, when I initially reached out to the company, the people I spoke with understood, and they seemed like they could. They they thought like for sure we could work something out, right? I mean, yes, there's this mandate that August first you have to be vaccinated, but why couldn't you test and mask and kind of do what we did last year, which obviously worked well. Um, nobody had any issues. And so he explored some options with people above him and HR and health and safety and all this stuff. And, and it was a hard no. Like there was no budging. There was no wiggle room. There was no conversation. It was a hard no for any event. So that ended my college football season. But I really, really, truly thought I could still work for the company. I've hosted shows in the past. I've hosted shows in studio. I've hosted them virtually from here in California where I live. And then I also thought there could be a role for me to kind of help mentor some of the new sideline reporters they brought on. I, I just thought, like, there's a way for me to contribute, even if it's from my house, right? I mean, I think the majority of people that are on College Football Live all do it from their home or remote studio. So to me, that just seemed like there's got to be a way I can maintain my employment and um, provide value to the company safely without being vaccinated. And ultimately, they said there wasn't. <laughs> you know, that's like kind of the long story, the short story it it was a long process i mean this went on for i think it was like three months it took and the tough part too is i was also my contract was up so we were negotiating that and then it was contingent on me getting vaccinated and it was like all right well let me just extend last year's deal which was for very little money just to stay employed and do what i can and then next year you know we'll kind of reevaluate see where things are at whatever um and it just wasn't an option and i i really feel like if i'm being honest i just feel like they didn't want to deal with me Hey, Allison, it's, like it's, knew, like, like, it's, uh, it's Buck. Know, it and just, and, just for yeah. everybody joining us, we're talking to former ESPN reporter Allison Williams, who has recently joined up with uh, the great folks over at the Daily Wire for a new show. Allison refused to get the uh, vaccine under mandate from ESPN. Allison, can you, you know, Clay and I spent a lot of time speaking through or t- talking about the nuances of what's true, what's not, about risks, about the data, about everything related to COVID. So my understanding is that you had it was a fertility concerns issue with the vaccine. Can you just tell us what what are the concerns? What made you think about this? Did you speak to doctors you know about it? I mean, it's essentially explain to us what would be considered your reasons for the hesitancy to get the vaccine. I think hesitancy is the word people tend to use. First of all, isn't it insane that I have to explain that? Like, yes. This is yes. a medical decision I've made. That should be private. Um, and no offense to you, Buck. Like, I, I totally respect the question. I understand where you're coming from. But I just think, like, we have gotten to this place where we expect to know everything about everyone. And 
her. She's like, this is ridiculous. Like, I feel bad asking you this. I'm like, thank you, because this is insane that I have to go and publicly explain what's going on with my family planning, how my husband and I are trying to get pregnant. Why I don't want, like, this is private crap that people should be able to keep private. But rant aside, um, look, I went to all the websites to tell you to go to, okay? This is a new vaccine. Just do the math. Like, how, how can they determine that it's safe and doesn't affect fertility? That in pregnancy and doesn't affect fertility. That takes years. This only started, what, a rollout in December? It hasn't even been out a year. So while women are getting it when they're pregnant and having successful pregnancies, that's, that's tremendous. But there's also issues that are taking place that people in the mainstream media just, I guess, want to ignore because they could, quote-unquote, add to vaccine hesitancy. I mean, Allison, can I just ask um, you, did, did you see the FDA panel member that was part of the vaccine approval for kids say, oh, I mean, we got to give it to the kids yeah. to find out how safe it is? We don't know if it's safe. That, exactly. So when they immediately came out and said it's safe in pregnant women, that set off alarms in my head. Like, how do you establish that? I mean, you're not supposed to have a freaking turkey sandwich when you're pregnant, okay? So how do you know that this brand new mRNA technology is safe? So I went to their website to understand why they're saying it's safe. And the first thing they say is it's, quote, based on the, what they know about the mRNA technology. What? That, okay, that makes no sense. And then two, it was based on studies of infertility in animals. Like, there were no women involved in the clinical studies that were pregnant. There was no effort to study pregnancy or, or fertility-related issues. So that just, like, made me a little concerned and, and set off some red flags. And it's just not something I'm comfortable with. And the CDC's conclusion is, based on what we know about the risk of COVID-19 during pregnancy, because you are at a higher risk, it makes sense, right? You gain weight, like, all these crazy things happen with your blood pressure. I totally understand that. So their conclusion was the benefits outweigh the risk. It's that so well could be an individual's decision. It's so well said, Allison, uh, I, because I've, we've been fortunate enough to have three babies. And uh, and by we, I mean, my wife did, because I can't be a birthing person, despite what some people might claim out there. <laughs> um, but, you know, what's interesting about it is I, I hadn't really even thought about it. You're right when you say like, hey, you're not supposed to eat turkey sandwiches, you know, like sliced. You're not supposed to eat sushi like all these things. Right. You can't have a glass of wine. But they're saying, hey, it's perfectly fine to get shot up with drugs while that, that there's a brand new vaccine while well, you are in the process of trying to have a baby, which is incredibly yeah, difficult for so many people. And they acknowledge it's still being gathered. They, they acknowledge the data is still being gathered. They literally ask you to submit your information, you know, if you get the injection and then go on to get Is that the mailman in the background there? Sorry, that is the mailman. Yeah, he's like trying to drop off. He always right delivers. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's delivering for our audience right now. Allison, I'm curious, what's the reaction inside among ESPN people that you are friendly with to your decision? And what has the external reaction been like for you? Because as you said, there's very few examples where people give this much medical detail about their choices when it comes to vaccine. Now, by the way, I also want to point out, even though people are like, oh, Allison Williams or Clay Travis, because I've made the same decision as you, except I'm obviously not trying to have a baby. But they're like, oh, you're anti-vax. No, my kids got measles, mumps, rubella vaccines. Like, I'm anti-mandatory COVID vaccines in order to work. And I think that's pretty much your perspective as well. Yeah, it should be a choice. It, like, this, this, I feel like, and, and I guess that's why I've kind of gone down this road, I initially didn't want to do this, you guys. Like, I kind of just wanted to lay low. It went way more public than I ever anticipated. I thought, I'm going to make my post on my Instagram just to get some things off my chest and explain myself. 
And because I knew like this information was going to come out eventually. And then everybody, I don't know, it just kind of started blowing up. And I'm like, God, do I really, do I really want to take this on? And honestly, I didn't, but I felt like it matters that much. And I'm like, look, I'm going to get pegged a lot of things. There's going to be assumptions made about how I believe on other issues and how I voted in the past and all these things. And ultimately, I decided I didn't care that nothing matters more than individual freedom and medical freedom and, and bodily autonomy. And I just can't shake this feeling that people don't realize what they're giving up. Like, I'm going to fight for my freedoms while I still have them before it's too late. And I felt like to stay silent was to comply. And so that's when I said, screw it. And I went on with Megan and I went on, you know, with Tucker and I'm chatting with you today because you can get this vaccine and still think that people should be able to choose to get the vaccine like you did. Well, this is what <laughs> we do. This is what we say here on the show. We were just talking before, Allison, before you joined us about how we, I mean, Clay's parents have already gotten the booster, the booster, never mind the vaccine. My parents are scheduled to get their boosters in the next couple of weeks. And yet I'll have people yell at me and say I'm anti-vax, right? I mean, this is the reality of the world we're in now. It's madness. But your feelings about freedom and the need to defend it, uh, we really do appreciate that. And clearly you have the courage of your convictions on this one. And folks should certainly go check out your new show, which is Sports Without the Woke, I hear, over at The Daily Wire. Um, Allison, you want to tell folks (laughs) anything more about what what you're doing? Uh, I'm excited, you guys. Uh, Look, again, it was like, do I go down this road? Do I wait for this to blow over? And the Daily Wire reached out and they said, look, we think we could do something really cool here. And they were so aligned with what I wanted to pursue and how I wanted to pursue it with an unbiased um, angle and really dive into how these mandates are affecting sports. So we're going to do a special. um, It's kind of still the the details are being ironed out. I just wrote an opinion piece for them that's up right now. Um, kind of explaining why I made the decisions that I have. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to work with a company that still sees that I can be a, a valuable employee despite not being vaccinated. And uh, I hope we can get into some really serious issues that are affecting not just sports, but our country as a whole. Allison, how excited are you? You've been in sports for a long time, and certainly I've been in sports for a long time. And there are a lot of handcuffs put on what you can and cannot say do you feel incredibly liberated to just be able to say, finally, I would imagine exactly what you think about a variety of issues, COVID vaccine and everything else that wasn't allowed in the world of sports? A little bit. Yeah, I kept feeling like I was kind of muzzled the past 18 months, two years, whatever it's been. Um, there were so many things I wanted to tweet out and share and say, but I just I bit my tongue because I knew of the backlash and I knew kind of how it would portray the company and stuff. Not that there was, I don't want to like misconstrue this. There was never any directive sent down or um, like any instruction to not speak on certain things. Right. But you just kind of knew, <laughs> like you knew it wasn't in line with the, the company policy or thought, if you will, to question a lot of what's been going on. So I did feel a bit muzzled. I feel a bit liberated. I feel I don't know. I'm still trying to navigate this. Honestly, you guys, like it's, it's a weird space for me. I like to tell other people's stories. I don't like to be the story. Um, but I do feel, I do feel a little bit liberated. I feel a little less. Well, Allison, you're not alone. (laughs) The the clay and buck show has your back and there are millions of people listening across the country who do as well. Good luck to you over the daily wire. Give those folks our best clay and I are uh, fans of, of theirs and, and really appreciate what they do. And thanks for joining us today. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me. Have a happy Halloween. So, you know, I had a I had a rough day yesterday. I was sick. But, you know, the, one of the only things that I had that was going my way, Clay, was at least I had 
my my pillow, my Giza Dream sheets. I wasn't still on the road, so I had comfortable bedding as I was trying to recover and get back here for the show. Because once you get used to the Giza Dream sheets, once you get used to the my pillows, nothing else is going to do for you. Plus, I got the my towels, the my slippers. My whole apartment is like a shrine to Mike Lindell's my pillow because I love these products so much. You can trust Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. The sheets, by the way, the Giza Dream sheets are made from the world's best cotton. They're ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable with a luxurious finish available in multiple color styles and sizes. And Clay, for a limited time, the Giza sheets, what's the what's the deal? They got a great deal for folks. No doubt. Buy one, get one free buck with the promo code Clay and Buck. All my pillow products, 60 day money back guarantee. You can go to mypillow.com right now, click on the radio listener specials. To get the Giza Dream Sheets, buy one, get one free with code Clay and Buck, or you can call 800-792-3269. Get hooked up today at MyPillow.com with the Clay and Buck code. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show on this Friday before Halloween weekend. Spooky times out there. We'll be telling you some of our favorite uh, Halloween movies and maybe even have a Halloween candy throwdown in the third hour. 
you candy corn fans better get ready for the noise, ready for the ruckus. Are we going to be the first show in history to go from the president to a candy debate in the space of like 10 minutes? I think we might. To go from, we might have to, I I think we got to have former POTUS weigh in. I'm going to tell you right now, Trump is a Reese's Pieces guy because he knows what's up. He's got good taste. He knows. That is the best Halloween candy. All oh right? man, I, I, I'm gonna. Are you so? Are you saying like Reese's Pieces or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Ooh, I mean, I'm I'm Team Reese's for the Halloween candy, but I'm not entirely sure whether I go cups or the little the little M M&M and M like. So I'm going cups. So I think the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is the greatest Halloween that's candy. That's, the, true. that's my first round draft pick. If you're my, my personal, I'm a big peanut M M&M and M guy. But if you told me like, hey. What is the overall best quality you can get in your Halloween bag? Like, what are you going to steal from the kids? The Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are way up there. You know what I always found was kind of a trap and not worth it? The same way that that I think they're called Peeps at Easter time. It's like, they're never, they look cool, but you eat them. You're like, what is this? It's like I'm eating styrofoam packing. Yeah, that's right. I'm calling out the Peeps. But beyond (laughs) that, Rolos. Rolos are you you look at them you're like oh but it looks so sort of gooey and yummy on the packaging and then you try to chew through those things it's like liquid cement in your mouth I'm very anti the Rolo so Reese's Pieces obviously you go M&M's Skittles anything in that realm for Halloween fantastic Snickers th- I actually think I take three musketeers over Snickers which that's going to upset some people. When do you think the last time that Trump himself gave out Halloween candy on Halloween was? Like, would Pete? Could you knock before he was president? They could you oh, knock on like his door, Trump, at Tower? The Trump Tower, and in give New candy? York? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sure he gave out, or you know, maybe some of the staff gave out. <laughs> no, I mean blessings. him himself. Was there? When was the last time? I'm sure we can get Don Jr. on. I bet there was a point where you might knock on the Trump family door and Trump might come out. I mean, you went to prom with Ivanka. Did you get uh, Did you get the boutonniere? Like, did you there for the picture? Stories for another time. <laughs> Stories for another time. <laughs> Earlier this year, I did something I'd never done before. I bought and took possession of gold, the kind you buy when you're investing a part of your savings account with. I relied on a company, Oxford Gold Group, to have it delivered to my home. They don't use an armored truck to do this, just an overnight shipping service. It was as simple as just having to sign for it. Now, why did I make that purchase? Because gold is a valuable protection tool when it comes to your savings and your IRA. So I wanted it as part of my portfolio. When the value of the dollar shrinks, gold becomes that much more valuable. And having actual gold delivered to your home, well, it's just about the most unique experience there is, particularly when you're holding thousands and thousands of dollars worth at a time. Buying real gold is not complicated. Just call my friends at the Oxford Gold Group. They'll explain it all to you. Give them a ring today, 833-404-GOLD. Learn how you can have real gold in your IRA and delivered to your door. 833-404-GOLD, 833-404-G-O-L-D. Again, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, halfway through the Friday edition on Halloween Eve Eve. I put up my power ranking of top candies. You can go vote in it. Buck maybe can come up with his own four and put them out. Maybe we can have a head-to-head battle down the stretch run. My top four Halloween candies, by the way, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Peanut M&M's, Snickers, and Twix. And uh, thousands of you have voted in the first three minutes that this thing was up on Twitter. I'm at Clay Travis. And the vast majority of you are saying Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the best Halloween candy. 
So, so this is where we have Clay this this chart that came out from Influencer about the parts of the country that have the mo- like the highest preference for yes. different candies. And I, I've got to say, this was interesting. First of all, California goes with lifesavers, which to me, I, I, I don't, hard candy. No, Come on, California, poor choice. Get, get poor out, choice. get out of here. Got to give credit to Montana. They go Kit Kat as their outlier. You know, I was just, I just wrote down Kit Kat. Like, oh. I, I think I should have put that in there instead of Twix. Yeah, I was going to tell you, Kit Kat over Twix. Yeah. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a tough call. Our producer Ali sent me a, a Twix, uh, sent us a Twix uh, uh, text, and I was like, oh, Twixes are really good, but it distracted me. From the Kit Kat, I disrespected the Kit Kat. I apologize. And then, and then you got the uh, the Nestle Crunch Bar. Oh, that's the, also good in yeah. Florida. Florida coming through big. I forgot about that. I was a huge, and I can actually still eat that because it's rice. Uh, um, so the the Crunch delicate, Bar, delicate, delicate diet boy here. Yeah, you know you got to watch the gluten when you got celiac disease. Very important. Candy corn, gluten free. Oh. Yet if I were on an island and that is all I had to eat, you would see the Buckster losing some lbs. Um, that is Texas's choice. Now, Texas, oh, Texas, we love you, Texas. Great state, awful we, candy I, choice. I don't know what's going on. I mean, we know it's not our, our wonderful listeners in the Houston area, for example. They're not candy corn, folks. But the one that I have to throw the most shade toward, New York, my home state, is a sweet tart bastion. What kind of commie nonsense is this? <laughs> Nobody wants sweet tart to be the top candy in their bag when they're kids, when they're adults, you name it. I'm just not buying it. You know, I remember having sweet tarts when I was a kid in the movie theater. And you remember what it was like when you would they get those big, you know, kind of like, I don't know, they were bigger than, uh, than say, a half dollar. You know, the circle sweet tarts. I think they were like three in a package. But if you lick those things for too long, then your tongue starts to bleed. It's like the worst candy ever. Or you bite it and it's kind of chalky. I think that I've disrespected Kit Kat. I would like to apologize to Kit Kat Nation. I also think Payday, underrated. I'm a big Payday fan. If you're a, a Peanuts guy, Clay, uh, a then uh, Paydays are tough to be. But I know that's a I know that's a minority opinion. We, we we got a problem, buddy. Do you know what you know what the preferred candy of the state of Tennessee, your home state, is? Candy no. corns, dude. You've no. got a lot of work to do in Tennessee on the this Halloween. This is really, front. this is really disappointing. And, and you go, you go big for Halloween. I was, you know, we we're, we're all going to be out there. I'm sick, and I got my mom's birthday. But we got producer Allie out there at the big party this weekend. The Clay Travis household. You go all in on Halloween. You got to spread the good news about Reese's Pieces and about Twix and about we- Kit Kat. You cannot have your fellow Tennesseans. Neck deep in candy corn. This is madness. My wife got a tent put in this year for the backyard for our Halloween party. It has spilled outside of the house itself and now is into the backyard, which is which is pretty wild. By the way, we're going to talk to uh, President Trump. We were saying earlier at 2.30. Have you been paying attention to all the conscious? So the Atlanta Braves, he's going to be, uh, Trump is, at Game 4 in Atlanta between the Astros and the Braves of the World Series on Saturday. It's going to be an electric environment. we got a lot of listeners in Atlanta. They have not hosted a World Series game in Atlanta since 1999. By the way, I'm talking to Herschel Walker. Uh, as soon as we finish this show, uh, a little bit later in the day, I'm going to be doing an interview with Herschel, who is running for Senate in Georgia. And uh, I'm going to ask him about the World Series. Uh, he's down here for the Florida-Georgia game in Jacksonville, where I am right now. But 
They are right now demanding, Buck, that the Atlanta Braves tomahawk chap, uh, chant, which is an amazing part. They play it. Everybody starts, uh, you know, raising their arms like it's a tomahawk champ. Allegedly started back when Deion Sanders was playing for the Atlanta Braves. Deion, legendary baseball, football, double athlete, went to Florida State where they do the Seminole chant, which is endorsed by the Seminole tribe uh, in the state of Florida. And so I was told that that's where that transported to Atlanta. It's an amazing scene. Everybody gets their phones out. They do the Tomahawk chant. Here's what I want Braves fans listening to me to do. I want you to do the Tomahawk chant while chanting, let's go Brandon, simultaneously to break the left-wing sports media woke fragile brains in one fell swoop. It would be amazing television. This has got to go in the category of, like, the Apache helicopter. I mean, it, it, look, I, I, I get it. There, Like, with everything, there are some times where you can make a distinction between are we celebrating some aspect of a culture? Basically, is this something that we think is cool about another culture, group in history, or whatever? You name sports teams, generally speaking, after things that you think show bravery, courage, yes. you know, excellence, whatever it may be. And the Braves, you know, look, I, I understand there's some other team names in the past that were that, you know, the, the, there's a more good faith case to say, I, I don't know about that. Fine. The Braves is like Apache helicopter. We name one of our most amazing aerial weapon systems after the Apache because we would consider them to be formidable warriors in yes. their day. It is not disrespectful. No one thinks it is meant to be disrespectful. And cultural appropriation is not a real thing. Always remember this. All yes. cultures steal from all other cultures. We have carpets because of the Mongols, folks. Okay? There's a lot we could talk about here. We have coffee here. because of the Ethiopians. Right. The idea that you are only allowed to use things that people created who look like you is fundamentally yeah. a racist the, idea. The, the uh, Arab traders from Yemen taking the coffee from Ethiopia. So they were, I guess, appropriating it. And then they spread it across uh, to to Europe, but you know this is the whole point, right? It all, everything is when we have chocolate because of the Aztecs. I don't think we're supposed to. We have democracy you know, because of the Greeks and the Romans, right? Like they yeah. don't get to hold democracy, and nobody else gets it. Uh, so this is where. Oh, by the did you see? I think it was Time Magazine, and I, I bet they've deleted it. But there was a tweet out. I, I got to find it where they said that um, the Vikings discovered America a thousand years before Europeans. <laughs> Oh, just that's to, amazing. Just yes, to give you a yes, sense yes. of really what the education system in this country looks like. The the journo elites are like, it wasn't Europeans, it was Vikings. Okay. <laughs> so so he, he, here's that's what you perfect. see, though. You know, we can no longer have these honest discussions about whether we're actually celebrating something. And, and this has come up before. Sometimes tr tribes, Native, Native American tribes, yeah. will say, no, like, this wasn't, they weren't mocking us. It wasn't some cartoonish characterization of you know what the what a, a group looks like or something that might actually feel a little bit over the line we're talking again you're talking about braves apache the sem you brought up the seminoles you bring up these things but clay we've got to the point now where what do we have left i mean we have we can name sports teams after like wind it doesn't fire, it, yeah. and, and well you can't even do that because eventually people are going to be like why in the world would we name the miami hurricanes team after a hurricane it kills people and people are going to say uh how in the world can you have the fighting irish that's offensive to irish people yeah. it doesn't end that's the problem because once it ends 
all these lunatic, loser, left-wing, woke nobodies don't have a reason to exist, so they have to find something else to be offended I by mean, think every about single also time. how boring a world would be to live in. I mean, I really mean this. Where no one was ever offended. A world in which no one is ever offended is one in which there's no honest and serious discussions happening and there's no intellectual breakthroughs possible because everyone's just walking around all the time with the most anodyne nonsense and trying to offer each other slogans that are... It's a totalitarian regime. That's what happens when everybody votes for Saddam Hussein, when everybody votes for whoever the dictator is because they know they get killed if they don't. I'm worried that they might start trying to pull down Major League, which I will say is maybe my favorite sports movie of all time. Such a good movie. Because it's, it's a great movie, but because, you know, there's a lot of... There's guys dressed up as natives in the... Oh, there's a lot of that stuff. So who knows? But we're fighting the fight on this one, folks. We know one thing for sure as well. We're going to be using our cell phones a lot. We always are, right? If you're with AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much money every month. I don't even have to see your bill to know that. It's just the fact. It's a reality. Pure Talk Cellular has taught us there's a cheaper way to have the exact same level of service for $30 a month. Pure Talk is on the same 5G network using the same towers as one of those big carriers. The only difference is the monthly bill. Clay Pure Talk saves the average family. We keep telling everybody this because this is really serious savings. $800 a year. Yeah, it's monstrously important. You need to listen to this offer. My own son is on the Pure Talk network. They have been in my house. I trust these people. They will save you money and they will treat you well. Unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data on Pure Talk's 5G network, all for just $30 a month. And right now, they have a 30-day risk-free guarantee, so you literally have nothing to lose from your cell phone. You get signed up right now. All you have to do from those cell phones, dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk, and you'll get 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Pure Talk. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never seen before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The World Series between the Atlanta Braves and the Houston Astros is happening now, shifting to the stadium in Atlanta for the next three games, which means viewers across the country will soon be subjected to a particular show of fandom that has roiled baseball for decades. And that's the tomahawk chop. Correction, the racist tomahawk chop. A synchronized movement of the arm by Atlanta fans at home games, a gesture and chant promoting stereotypes, caricatures, and frankly, hatred of Native American people. The CHOP gets its World Series spotlight starting tomorrow. Welcome back to the Clay and Buck Show. There you hear the other the other side, the leftist MSNBC approach to the tomahawk chop because it, it makes people think racist things. That makes them dislike, hate people even. It's just not true. I mean, no one is doing that. Not a single person who's doing the tomahawk chop is doing it because they hate Native American people or they have some reason that they're trying to be disrespectful to them. If anything, it's supposed to be, well, one, it's supposed to just be about baseball and people coming together from all different backgrounds, races, religions, etc., and enjoying sport together, which used to be, as Clay often talks about, the great unifier in America, and now even that has been pulled apart and and uh and corroded with wokeness uh but it's it's obviously just not the case it's just not the case that this is done to be racist to be disrespectful and clay that's obvious but we we keep coming back to this you know every team is going to have to be you know the mastodon and the (laughs) banana slug you know it's going to have to be random animals until PETA gets too upset and says not allowed to have that anymore Yeah, PETA doesn't even want the phrase bullpen to be used because it's offensive to animals. The bullpen, of course, is where all of the uh, backup pitchers that might come into the game gather and get loose uh, as well. But I, I just think it's important to note, where did the tomahawk chop come from? In Florida State, the Seminole fans, they are the Florida State Seminoles. The Seminole tribe has specifically said, Chief Osceola, if you've watched those games when they run out with the flaming spear and they throw it into the midfield in Tallahassee, it's one of the great college football traditions. The Seminole tribe has specifically said, we consider this to be a great honor that you want to brand your teams based on the warrior characteristics of the Seminole tribe, and so they have specifically, because they were getting attacked at Florida State, the Seminoles have said, oh, no, 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 we love this, we like the association of Florida State with the Seminole tribe and our history, okay? So, the Atlanta Braves tomahawk champ comes from Florida State, which has been endorsed by the Seminole tribe via Deion Sanders, who was a legendary Florida State Seminole player, 
who also played football for the Atlanta Falcons, Dallas Cowboys, 49ers, many teams, but baseball for the Atlanta Braves. He memorably took a helicopter to play in a football and baseball game in the same day, which is one of the craziest sports accomplishments of all time. And so this is a direct commendation endorsement of Dion through the Seminoles. So if you actually look at how the Tomahawk Chalk came to be, it was a endorsement of the incredible athleticism of Florida State Seminole star Deion Sanders while playing for the Atlanta Braves. It is an honoring of a black man uh, and his athleticism by the Atlanta Braves fan base, which yes. I'm sure Joy Reid doesn't even know. Speaking of Atlanta, yeah, no, history, actual history and knowledge of it is not the left's strong suit. You know, I said before about the time, I, I actually, I got to confuse with a different story. It is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution oh, no. that yesterday, yep, the the biggest, I think it's the biggest newspaper in Atlanta. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. The Vikings, newspaper in the state. this was their tweet. The Vikings landed in America a thousand years ago, long before Europeans, which is, <laughs> which is amazing. These are the people that think they should be not only telling you about reality and informing you about America and about history and, and the world around you, uh, but they're also the ones that object to you wanting to have any any input into what your kids are learning in school. And since we're speaking about the Vikings, I've been saying this for a long time. I just wait and just yeah, wait until Minnesota. the lids figure out that you know the There's Vikings were not like a bunch of pillaging. Uh, they were not a bunch of Swedish chefs walking around with horned helmets on. They had a whole society built on pillage, slavery, and you know the the most uh, predatory practices of those tribes and groups around them. But you know. Give it time. They'll get there. They already went after the Fighting Irish, Clay. Oh, yeah. And well, they play the Viking horn and have a Viking mascot on the sidelines at Minnesota. Now, uh, by the way, that Atlanta Journal-Constitution thing is so perfect because when you see everything through the prism of race, you ultimately blind yourself to the most basic factual realities. They were trying to argue, oh... Columbus and everybody yeah. else who's European, they stink. Yes. Look who actually discovered America. Oh, it was other Europeans. It was, it was the oh, Vikings. Well, yeah. I mean, they just, they're, they're so focused now. And this is one of the problems on wokeness in the schools. And this is why bringing in the, the Yunkin McAuliffe race for a second, the whole teacher revolution again, I'm sorry, parent revolution against the school boards and the absurdity that is often being inflicted upon children on a day-to-day basis in the name of wokeness and diversity and inclusion, all the rest of it. Basic learning is suffering as a result of this. You have limited attention span, limited time in the classroom. You know, we want kids to not grow up and think that the Vikings were not European, so to speak. I mean, or, or for example, that that's one thing. Speaking of Europeans, look at this is seamless, baby. Cool like the other side of the pillow. That's what Buck's exit is with this one. Uh, we have our friend David Harsanyi joining us with his book, Euro Trash. Biden right now on his trip in Europe. He's met with the Pope. He's got all kinds of climate change stuff on his mind for whatever Biden has on his mind, other than, you know, where he is and what the applesauce tastes like. We'll get into that in a little bit, plus more on COVID, DeSantis, Florida, Halloween, and Trump. And tr- I was going to get I, there. I was going to make sure you I'm didn't saving forget. it. President Trump. Join us in about half an hour or so. Stick around. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network.
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 